0: Good Karma Wrestling rolls on right here with Brian Rowitz from ESPN West Palm. I'm Jonathan Hood from ESPN Chicago, and it's Bound for Glory, bro. It's you know where the heart of wrestling is. It's Chicago, Illinois. It always is. Your backyard. Of course, and it's Bound for Glory uh, at Cicero Stadium in Chicago. You can watch it on Fight TV, F-I-T-E, Fight TV. Uh, And Bound for Glory is going to take place this Saturday, October 21st. The main event for me is the knockout. Women's Championship with Mickey James taking on Trinity. And we just happen to have Mickey James right here from Series 6 on Busted Open and challenging for the Knockouts Championship. Mickey, it's Jonathan and uh, Brian Rowitz, as always. We appreciate your time.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're so kind.
0: Oh, now listen, I want to talk to you about the knockouts. Before we talk about Bound for Glory, you no, know what's I- really been the test of, you know, really has um, lasted the test of time is the knockouts division for well over a decade. You know, why is the women's division and the knockouts been so sustainable in this company?
1: I think because women uh, strive to come to Impact Wrestling. I think that if they, they know that if they're, you know, if they have their sights set on, even if they have their sights set on in gold WWE, that they know that the place to really hone in on your talent and to be challenged the most and to get the most opportunities as a knockout is impact wrestling. And I think that's because of the precedent that was set when the knockouts division was created, when it was truly formed um, that the women were equal and we were the same and we would get equal time and equal opportunities. And, you know, not just like opportunities of, Oh, the style matches, but time on television of like creating your character and telling those in-depth stories of, why you're having a match in the first place, you know, to get to that moment, to make that moment feel so So all of that. um, And I think it was something special and unique because if you remember when the knockouts division was being created, women were not, you know, getting time like that. We're not getting types of matches like that on television. Um And they were being portrayed in a very different light and nothing. I mean, I was a wrestling fan and that I fell in love with wrestling and got into wrestling as women, um, we doing all kinds of crazy things from, you know, we say that, but you know, Trish and Lita main eventing and, you know, Victoria and Trish having a hardcore match. I mean, those were groundbreaking for the time, especially, you know, for that company. It was huge. It was huge, massive steps, but impact was always, you know, I feel like highlighting their women, um, in a whole different way. In a whole different way. And I think because of that, they're a real catalyst in, you know, the give women's wrestling a chance. I, I, I truly believe that because I think that fans could see what women were capable of when given those opportunities. Um so yeah, I I just feel like the division's always stood in its own like uh own kind of level and also because they don't have like a cookie cutter mold of what an athlete is. You know, every female, every woman in that roster, every knockout is so different and they're so dynamic, you know, um, they're just stylistically the way they move, the way they carry themselves, their characters, their backgrounds, everything is so different. And it really is like a melting pot of God, what America is, you know, it's a little bit of everything. It's like a gumbo. Yes,
0: yeah, so.
1: It's <laughs> a bit of a gumbo if you're into gumbo.
0: Surprisingly, I'm hungry, bro. It's
1: <laughs> I know. Well, I just a- ate. I'm so sorry. I had turkey <laughs> chili, so it's cold outside. And I would say chili, but chili is just kind of beans and meat as a yeah. man to
2: do. <laughs> Well, sort of along those lines, you talk about the give women a chance and things like that. For you that's put your body into this, what is that pride factor like when you see the reaction of like, hey – we want more women's wrestling. It's not just like, all right, we got a th- one throwaway match. People are yearning for more. What's that pride factor like for you personally?
1: Um, It's exciting. I, You know, I don't take, I mean, obviously I take a little bit of pride into it because, you know, it's, I felt like it's been a long time coming in the sense of now we can see a women's match headline WrestleMania. We can see. I mean, Impact does it all the time. Uh, Certainly, I've been a part where we've been the main event of the pay-per-view or a main event of television, Um, and you can see that across the board, but I don't know if pride is the word that I would use, because when I look at it, I go, God, it took, I've been doing this over 20 years now, and it took that whole time, but I also think about the women who came before me and who were on television before me getting those opportunities and knocking it out of the park to show that we were worthy of an opportunity like that. So, um, I never like to take credit for any of that. Cause I feel like it's been a long paved road with a lot of potholes and a lot of bumps, um, along the way from a lot of women's hard work, uh, you know, and p- women that I admire, but it certainly is, uh, pretty amazing to still be in it on this side and still be a part of it and can be an active woman in the ro- roster to still perhaps reap one or two of the benefits of being seen equal in these in this new landscape you know so
0: mickey how would you uh classify the state of impact wrestling right now what do you think of the the way the company's going
1: um wow that's a that's a good question um i don't know i feel like there's a change in the air and i feel like a lot of people who perhaps may have been sleeping on impact and you know there's been like a whole whole lot of like team A versus team B and team B versus team A. And it was like, everybody has to pick a side, pick a side, pick a side. And the whole time, like impact has been the net, if you will, that everyone's shooting over when the sense of like, they've been, I've always given a lot of uh, credit to impact. I think that you can't deny 20 some years of history. And you look at the roster and the people that have come through impact and there's a reason why it has the library it has it's had the talent that it's had it's had you know everyone who you see who you see on like television and you see like oh major star aj styles samoa joe all of these people they were impact they were a tna you know and it was because of those opportunities and those like x division style matches and these different types of way to present wrestling and to, to present these characters um, that really made people fall in love with them. And you look at some of their, their stuff that they were doing there and now they're getting to do that at WWE or they're doing it at AEW. But I don't know. I feel like honestly, like 2024, I don't know. I just feel really good about it. I feel really, really good about it. Um, I say, Oh, people been sleeping on impact, but maybe it's like the quiet little monster. And then, you know, people are going to be reminded, oh, yeah, Impact is one of the best shows on television. Your opponent, and I said it, your opponent Saturday
2: in that championship match, Trinity, sort of a similar career path, a new, you know, lease on life in Impact. Friends, I right. haven't really gotten to see her work. What do you see when you watch Trinity in the ring?
1: Um, I, God, I've always been blown away by Trinity. I feel like her athleticism, her explosive. Uh, her originality, like she does stuff so different. Like she, and she's always doing something different and surprising us, um, her creativity. And just, she's so fun. And I mean, I don't know how anyone can watch her and not love her because I watch her and I get excited. You know, she, her, she just brings uh, this this new level of energy. And I think it's refreshing for the locker room for Impact too, because Here's a new star, someone who's never been, you know, and never been on the independence period, never been anywhere but WWE. So we've only seen her through a WWE lens and through those opportunities that she had. And she had some pretty amazing opportunities and that don't get me wrong. And she had some great matches there, but I think that we're getting ready. To, we're seeing now Trinity in 20 minute matches And Trinity and these real tests of these knockouts, to to be, uh, uh, you know, the knockouts world champion and to walk in and say, I'm coming to be the champion um, and then to go on and dominate and win the championship. But not just win the championship, but win the people over and where the people genuinely really love her and are behind her so, so much. Um, And I'm sure it was a scary place for her to transition from this world that she knew. And it was all that she knew to then step into these waters where, you know, impact is a different breed than WWE. You know, there's a lot of people, like everybody who's at impact want it to be wrestlers. You know, there's, they train their whole lives, you know, their whole careers for this. Whereas you know, other places they didn't, they didn't necessarily do that. So it wasn't their dream. It wasn't their passion. They just happened to get an amazing opportunity and took, took advantage of it. And don't get me wrong. There's a ton of people who it is their dream and they're, I'm grateful that they're there and they're, but I'm saying it's, it's a more pot of people's purposes and, and the people's drive to be there. Whereas impact there's, everybody has one drive and that is to be the best and because you love it. And this is what your dream is. Um, and so I think that it probably was for her like really testing coming in going like how are people going to perceive me how are the wrestler how's the wrestling fans going to perceive me because i'm coming in from a different world um so i think it was a massive test for her but i feel like i can see her confidence in the ring and how much she's grown in that just in her short tenure so far at being at impact so i hope you know she continues to grow and continues to kick ass hopefully not mine <laughs> because I, you know, want to be champion mm-hmm. as bad as she does.
0: Yeah, Mickey James against Trinity for the Knockouts World Championship. We we're talking to Mickey James Bound for Glory, by the way, taking place this Saturday, Cicero Stadium in Chicago. You, it's sold out, but I got a ticket. I got a ticket. Fight, yeah, you fight do. Fight TV is where you can watch it. F i t e Fight TV. Let me follow up on what you were talking about, Mickey. So, what was that transition like for you? Because, for, I'm sure for Trinity, from her standpoint, it's like. So I got to set up my merch table. Um, so I'm going where? I'm going to what small town? Uh, like I'm in the main event where? Who am I facing? What was that, tr- that transition like for you post-WWE?
1: Um, well, which time? <laughs> which time are we talking here? Yes.
0: That time, yeah.
1: The first, this time or the
0: first yes. time? Yes,
1: either one. Both. Both. Okay, well, so the first time it took a lot of convincing for me because I felt like I was going backwards in my career because I had started at impact. It was TNA NWA TNA at the time I'd started there. It took a hell of a lot of convincing. It took Dixie Carter calling me several times and telling me, you know, a promise you won't regret it. It's going to be awesome. It took Kurt Angle. Thank God for, because I think had Kurt, Kurt Angle was the icing on the cake who truly, and I love Dixie I I love her so much and I'm grateful that she called me, but I think had Kurt not called me, I would have probably still stuck with my no, like I'm okay, because I was so heartbroken at the time. I felt like I'd lost my dream, I'd really screwed up, Um, that my whole world was over, like the whole all the gamut of, and you know even still when I was having my run with WWE, I felt like I was still healing uh, from like a broken like I like I was divorced almost, you know, like I'm a broken relationship, and it was like when you have an opportunity to achieve the dream and then you lose it, it's pretty earth shattering, I think, and especially for a young Mickey James who was still um, unsure of herself and not very confident at that time. It was, you know, definitely an ego blow for sure. Um, but then coming in and then, you know, being able to write my own entrance music and them supporting my music career so much, Uh, I mean, we would do after parties and stuff like that, but all the, the, you know, the matches and the different, you know, tests I had and the, 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 you know, the boundaries, I had no boundaries. Like I had no, um, there was nothing stopping me from being anything and everything that I wanted to be right. Like I had full creative control in that capacity, obviously working with Vince Russo or whoever it might be, but. I had a lot of creative freedom and I think freedom is something that you can't put a price tag on uh, when you are a creative person, especially because you don't want to feel shackled or you don't want to feel limited in that respect. Um, And the second time coming back was um, incredible in the sense that the reason why I went back to impact was after empower. And I felt like the, the, beauty of I was so grateful for everything they did with myself and with NWA and taking the time in their own programming to highlight this all women's pay-per-view that they knew my purpose was behind it and they knew the why as to why it was so important to me and why it still is so important to me. Um I felt like they were a huge catalyst in in the success of that and coming out of that. And So I wasn't really expecting to return to the ring. And then obviously I love wrestling. I've loved wrestling since the first time I stepped into the ring and I will forever love wrestling. Um, And I wanted to just make sure I got through in power first. And that was about women's wrestling. And it was about highlighting the women out there killing it at that time. Um, And then after that was through, you know, the opportunity presented itself to come back and, you know, maybe fight for the championship or, and I was like, you know what? I think hardcore country could go one more time, you know, and really, and then I'm so grateful I did because the last rodeo happened. Royal rumble happened with the knockouts world championship, something that would never, I'd never anticipated and never expected. And I'm incredibly grateful for, for both companies to allow that to happen. And, and it's a bit of magic, you know? So, um, I think that my career is a testament to, you can never, don't be sad in the moments of like, when you feel like everything is lost, because sometimes it just means that your biggest blessings are in front of you and it's easy to get discouraged. It's really easy to get discouraged and to accept defeat, or you can accept it as a small little hiccup in the road, or what did I say? A pothole, Pothole, a little (laughs) pothole in the road. You might need to change the tire and, you know, keep it rolling. So
2: You mentioned that Royal Rumble appearance. We talk about Forbidden Doors, and your house might be the biggest Forbidden Door. You have a Rumble appearance. On Friday, you're tweeting about how handsome the SmackDown GM is. How important for wrestling fans.
1: dreamy. (laughs) God, I'm a-looking and I'm a-lacking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, from a wrestling
2: standpoint as fans that love this sport and love this business how important it's to have all these options and for your household to be one to say look it can work we don't have to have this tribalism
1: yeah this is the house of all this wrestling (laughs) (laughs) um no it's incredible and i think it's so funny that people still don't know and i guess it's because we've never really done the power couple on television or our characters are so different different our pers- you know our on-screen characters are so different like obviously we've done it in real life but as far as what wrestling fans see which they follow wrestling programming they've never really seen us together so pe- a lot of people still don't even realize that we are married and have been for a long time um i tell you i'm so excited for him and i'm so proud of him it's been a long long time coming you know he's this is his dream too it's always been his dream since he was a little boy you know and, and we Uh, found each other at impact wrestling at TNA at the time in like 2011. And uh, I think a lot of people underestimated him or don't really, he's not been given an opportunity to truly shine for one reason or another. And I think that, you know, marriage is about sacrifices and balances. And I think that he um, sacrificed, especially the, the second time I went back to WWE, he sacrificed a lot, you know, Um, so, cause I was on the road full time and with our son and with his career and, uh, different things. And so I just think that it's time and it's so, I'm so grateful that he's finally getting an opportunity to show the world who he is, because I've always thought that obvious looks aside talent in ring, um, just his charisma and he's so articulate and he can really captivate an audience and he's. So well spoken. I think this role is perfect for him. I think he's gonna obviously. I have faith in him that he's gonna nail it and knock it out of the park. Um, but I really hope that the uh, WWE universe like really embraces him and loves him for the talent um, that he is, uh, all in his own right. You know. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited about the future in that
0: respect. We were, before we recorded, I was telling Brian. I said, "Is I don't know that pull apart." It was him looking at Cody Rhodes and I got goosebumps. I'm like, what if? Ooh,
1: revisited. What if? Because a lot of people don't realize, you know, obviously, and I I think he would never say this, but I will say this. There was a match at all in. That was the, one of the most talked about that first ever all in that was, uh, the most talked about match of probably that whole pay-per-view. And a lot of people talk about one person in that match, but they've, forget there was another person in that match that and the reason why it was so special was because the story that they told coming into there and it was a moment and it was this moment that people were really just like salivating over um and it was really really special you know it was very very special and i know he's super and always has been super proud of that uh but so then to see that and that was one of his first you know aside from the moment in the ring with uh, Hunter Triple H, which um, Nick, I don't know if he's ever said this. I feel like he has said it publicly, but Nick, but Hunter is like one of his idols as far as in wrestling, um, along with Bret Hart is number one. So Hunter might be number two or three. <laughs> Bret Hart is number one. Uh, but to see him in and to own that moment and to have that moment with Dom where he totally cooked him like a rotisserie chicken, cooked. Burnt, yes. Burnt to a crisp. Um, but yeah, to where he cooked them there, and then to have that moment later with Cody, where it was kind of full circle because the way you know the over the shoulder and to be, it was spe- it was cool. It was cool, and I think it plants little seeds of like oh the what ifs and if people remember or you never know, you never know. But yeah,
0: he uh, he still carries his gear, doesn't he?
1: I mean, he should. I hope so. <laughs> Uh-huh. The number one rule in wrestling: always have your
0: gear. Always,
1: oh. just in case.
0: Although Before
2: we let you go, Mickey. With Saturday the same, night, Chicago. Wait, wait, wait there's yeah. what? There's what,
0: more. However, what? What's
1: that? Well, I was going to say, as this GM role, would he really have gear, or would he be in a full three-piece suit? <laughs> well, he's going to hate me for that. Because God, if they make him wrestle in a three-piece, he's like, not my custom suit.
2: <laughs> Before we let you go, Saturday Sorry. night impact Chicago bound floor. We know you versus Trinity top of the card. What other matches are you looking forward to that fans say, okay, this one might be able to steal a show from you guys?
1: Oh my God. Alex Shelley, you know, is gonna kill it. Like I'm always, I'm always excited about that. Um I'm excited about the knockouts tag title match. I'm excited, I'm excited about the whole card. You look at this card and it's intense like there's so many like every match on the card is going to be a banger it's that's what the kids say banger and so it's going to be an exciting night it's going to be an exciting night for the fans and obviously chicago always shows up and shows out i've been blessed to make a lot of history in chicago i hope to do it again bound for glory um but it's going to be an incredible night for everyone, especially for us wrestlers in the back, because we're going to be watching what the match is doing, going like, oh, because you know there's always that whole, oh, follow that voice.
0: Don't forget, it is uh, Mickey James will take on Trinity, uh, World Knockouts Championship will be on the line. You can watch that on Fight TV, FITV, Fight TV. And of course, you can catch Mickey James on Busted Open with our buddy Dave LaGreca. And so you can check that out. That's good to be able to spread your wings, right? Being on radio. Oh, it's like,
1: fun. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's different. Because I I forget sometimes that it's radio and people can't actually see what you're doing. And I laugh a lot. A lot. <laughs> and usually it's at people's faces. But people don't understand that why I'm just like chuckling in the corner. Anyway, that's a sidebar.
0: It's <laughs> yeah. always, we appreciate it. And good luck for, at uh, Boundful Growing in Chicago. We'll see you there. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.